Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PPI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today we've got Christian from BD Diesel. He's joining us again to chat with us and update us as well on the last episode we did. So right before SEMA, we had chatted with him and asked him about some new products that they were, were going to release um, for Power Strokes, Cummins, Duramax trucks. And there was also a tremendous amount of feedback questions that our listeners had given us about emissions compliance and different products and packages that could be installed on a truck that still keep the emissions compliance there, but also increase horsepower and torque. So we're going to follow up with Christian on that, ask him what they have coming out this first quarter and also throughout the remainder of the year and some things they're working on, which are are really cool. So we're excited to be able to chat with him today. And it was also interesting right before the podcast, we got a message from a listener on Instagram. He had asked us some injection pump questions as it related to his Duramax. So I'm also going to throw that one out there and and see what kind of advice Christian has for us and anyone in the same position that's looking at uh, upgrading their injection pump. All right, let's get to the podcast with Christian and talking about turbochargers, emissions compliance, and fuel injection pumps. Christian, I'm glad to be able to chat with you again on the Diesel Podcast. I had a lot of fun on our last episode talking about 49 and 50 state emission um, compliant parts. And there was a whole bunch of new things that we wanted to chat with you about today. So glad you could join us and answer some questions and we can talk about diesel parts. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, actually, uh, their last conversation was pre-SEMA, actually. So uh, yeah. it's been uh, probably about three months. And it seems like there's a, a lot that's that's been going on and there's, you know, with SEMA and PRI and then you know, race season's coming up here pretty soon. But we had, uh, we got a question on Instagram, actually just before this podcast, and I thought Christian is the perfect person to ask this question to. But it was somebody that has um, a newer Duramax truck, and he said, hey, the next podcast you do, can you ask the guest, at what point should I think of a modified CP3 or like a dual fuel or twin CP3 setup? What should, you know, which one's best for my application? And also, because he does have a, a kind of a focus on emissions compliance, which one would 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 meet that and then also give him the benefits of of better fuel atomization. So I just wanted to ask you what, you know, what kind of advice would you give someone that is in that same position and looking at fuel injection pumps? Uh, totally. I think, um, I think where he's situated at is probably a really, really good question. He's got kind of a, a couple of different options for branches on, on, on where he wants to go. Ultimately, because you know what, if this, if this was a, a Cummins guy, uh, I would have a different response. Uh, but a Duramax guy, he has, he has got a couple options, and typically the industry goes towards a uh, dual fueler for the Durham, um, just for installation. Uh, the to get to the actual CP3 in the valley, it's quite a challenge, and so a lot of people prefer just to mount a uh, dual CP3 uh, to save installation costs. Um, you are going to pay more 
So it really depends on if you're doing the work yourself or not. So it's really how how much do you value your time? And ultimately that's really what drives his decision. Um, if he value if he's gonna pay somebody else for it, we find industry actually goes towards the degree. He's gonna do his uh, swap over himself. They go to something like the R nine hundred uh, pump industry. So and the threshold of where he's looking for power. Um, and we put that threshold of anything uh, performance injector related uh, ultimately is what we find is the best threshold. So if you're in stock injection, uh, we don't see a lot of people upgrading and, and benefits um, aren't, aren't, uh, aren't, aren't there as much, right? As soon as you go to a 1690 or 120 horse injector or what have you, then you're really going to start to deplete that rail. And, and that's where you're going to notice the biggest biggest bang for your buck for for keeping that pressure higher and keeping the atoms up and uh maximize the overall so yeah so i think we've covered his his question pretty good there now if it's if it is a say someone who owns a, a cummins truck how would your advice maybe change a little bit sure uh yeah good question so the cummins guys we find the cummins guys will go to uh upgrading cp3s to a performance cp3 first um r900 series and again it's going to be that injector threshold once you go 60 90 120 injectors um it's actually kind of funny you bring this up it's very ironic is that we're creating package kits right now so for those cummins guys because we feel it's a fairly common upgrade that those cummins guys don't want to add a second cp3 don't want the complexity um that they'll just swap out a cp3 and it's quite easy to swap out that cp3 uh, whether you're a five nine or six seven guy, and so a lot of those guys go to the performance pump, right? Um, so like I was saying, we're just actually coming up. Probably the end of this week, we we're creating part numbers where a guy could actually save um, a fair chunk of change if he buys a performance set of injectors and a CP3 together, uh, because that's a very common upgrade, right? And especially our customers, we see this quite often uh, that as soon as they get into the performance Injector side of things, that's when you're going to realize the pump game, right? The performance pump, the stroke. So, yeah. That's what's really cool, I think, about a package is because there's so much. There's so much that's out there and there can be as a truck owner a lot of confusion as to what combination of upgrades you should do for a specific either kind of power range torque range or just drivability or towing so with you guys putting that together that just makes it simpler for the the truck owner to you know get this package or that package based on what their goals are and they have proven parts and proven combinations that allow them to do that yeah i think that's i think that's a big thing that you know what, if you take a look, our industry doesn't see it that much, too. And it's something that we've really focused on in the turbocharger side is creating these packages, right? Uh, ultimately, they benefit the consumer a lot, um, too, is that there's a lot of efficient, cost efficiency gains as well, too. And we've realized that with turbochargers and manifolds creating this combination. And we're bringing that to the fuel injector side is, is that, you know what, if I know that you actually have a performance CP3, with a set of 90 horsepower injectors, um, if you do run into a challenge, I can diagnose it really, really easy. Plus I can set it up so that, hey, the, this set's gonna perform optimally with the combination kit, right? Because we do know at a 90 horsepower injector, seven, you're gonna start to deplete that rail and you're not gonna get the full, um, 
full benefit from the package, right? So uh, now I'm going to provide some savings. Two, you're going to get uh, you're going to get a product that uh, that initially how it was designed, you're going to get it. So it's there's a tremendous win-win for the consumer in this side when you when you create these package deals. And uh, and uh, hey, I'm a consumer and I love packages. <laughs> and on the the turbocharger side, where I really wanted to kind of connect this back to is, you guys have a, a lot of different turbos, <clears throat> and for a ton of different year ranges. And last time we had talked, I remember there was some releases you guys were going to have at SEMA, and I wanted to to be able to chat with you about your your turbo lineup and you know how it fits into what we just talked about with with package deals, but then also. You know some of the newer trucks, whether it's a six seven Power Stroke or an L five P or the six seven Cummins or anything in the last five or ten years. Just what you guys have for them, and and maybe some changes or, or focuses that you have on the the turbo lineup. Yeah, definitely. So, and this is kind of a segue. You know what? We touched base a little bit on SEMA, and we actually got a lot of good hype at SEMA regarding uh, the Ford uh, Screamer line of turbochargers. Now, our Screamer line is kind of the drop in uh, look alike turbocharger, if I can call them. And we've seen a, in the last two years, we've seen a massive industry shift towards, uh, towards these lookalike, right? Obviously for emissions compliance, it's, it's the way to go. Um, but we've seen uh, a just not a 180 degree shift, but we've seen a drastic shift towards this stuff, right? And, and, and I don't blame uh, the consumers for it, right? So, uh, because we can get a lot of the performance from these turbochargers, like there's a lot of time and invested on the dyno and so forth, and and they're really easy to install. Um, and at, at the same time, too, is, is that if they actually meet emissions requirements, it's a win, right? And that's that's the direction we're going in as a company is these drop-ins. So, uh, like we talked about that Ford line, it's we're actually getting to the finalized. We actually went through a couple uh, renditions or revisions. We were, it was interesting. We ran into some different technical hurdles that uh, others are going through as well too, in regards to um, in regards to total flow, choke flow, uh, and surge on on some of the late model Ford six seven stuff. So we have a good for that. We're pretty happy with what we have uh, have solved. What we feel is is a significant problem in the industry with with some of uh, the competition. So. Uh, we look forward to that. On the, the Cummins side, I know that when I think of BD turbos for a 5.9 or a 6.7, there's a ton that come to mind. And that's whether it's you know a modified single turbo with a manifold or compound kits and you know either you know for the towing crowd or even you know the racing guys that are out there. But on the, the Cummins side, what kind of what kind of new setups? do you guys have and i know we had we had chatted a little bit about um one for the five nine that was right around sema that you guys were gonna gonna be releasing and showing but i know those guys were really interested and they wanted me to ask you more about the the cummins lineup yeah so that would be the what we call the howler line um which is a uh which is the vgt six seven vgt on a five nine application um, and you know what to be honest with you that's kind of exceeded our app um our expectations we got a lot of press at sema on it um, I was a little worried at the price point um, because I thought it would apply uh, only to a upper echelon, uh, the top percenters. Um, but actually, a lot of people are diving in on this because predominantly what they want is they want they want performance, uh, they want quick spoolability, too, and they want an exhaust break. And 
and a, a total complete pack. And really, that's what people had dived into, and they really, really do enjoy it. We actually got a lot of feedback from different people in regards to say, hey, you know what? Um, this actually works quite well. I'm really, really surprised. I've, I've wished this was out years ago, right? These 5.9 engines, the trucks, they're getting kind of old, right? And so we're getting yeah. maybe third owners now. So you know what? As a, as a truck gets sold uh, onto its second or third owner, those owners don't spend as much, right? It's usually your first owner. They're going to spend the most uh, or the second owner, right? But now once you get into the third owner, uh, their appetite for spending a lot of money is typically less. Right. Uh, and so we're always skeptical on on the uh, on the opportunity for a third owner vehicle. But you know what? I think the five nine howlers really, uh shown that a lot of these guys want, really want the new technology and they like their 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 easy to work on truck or, or the five nine because of, you know what? It's been around for a while. So everybody knows um, how it operates. Everybody knows the typical failure modes once you. Once you fix a couple of those things, it's pretty easy to uh, to have a good running. That's what was so exciting about hearing about that lineup a few months back is I remember when the six sevens were first, you know, they were new, and there was this tremendous, I would say, kind of push where the five nine common rail guys wanted to take the new VGT, <clears throat> put it on their truck for exactly what you had mentioned with having an exhaust brake, something that flowed a bit more, spooled a little quicker. And it had never really been put together, I think, in an efficient package and an install kit to do it. And the whole market, we're all conditioned now to expect an exhaust brake on a, on a diesel truck. And it's been that way for a while. And then, you know, you take this older platform that's kind of set the standard in a way for reliability, longevity, all those things. <clears throat> and to take this new technology with turbochargers and put it on a 2006 or 2007 or 2004, whatever year it might be and be able to have the newer technology and the proven platform or, you know, that, that older five, nine that they, that they trust and are never going to get rid of. Exactly that. Right. Uh, we all know, we all own vehicles or pieces of equipment that, uh, that are reliable. Right. So why would you want to mess with something that works? Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's the challenge is as these engines, as these vehicles get more complex, they're tougher to work on. Right. And, and that's yeah. the challenge is, is that and if if you're somebody that really takes pride in working on your own vehicle is that, yeah, you're going to hold on to these these workhorse of vehicles. You're going to continue to repair them yourselves. You're going to continue to, to buy product for them. Right. And it's a fairly large marketplace. I think the diesel marketplace is probably a big proponent of. This, right. Um, a lot of these guys, you know what, the majority of our customers work on their own vehicles. They don't take a shop. And I think the fear is, is that these vehicles are getting more and more complex, right? Um, we all hear what hap what's happening with John Deere on how these farmers are buying older vehicles, older tractors, because they can't work on a John Deere tractor anymore. The technology that they need to repair or even diagnose, it's, uh, it's not available to a farmer, right? Yeah, that's, that's uh, I think, something that really strikes a chord with everyone listening and anyone who's owned a diesel truck is we like to we like to have something that we can work on if we need to there of course there's some things where you're just gonna have to take it to a shop you know and, and trust someone in their specific field whether it's building an engine or 
a transmission or something like that to do it. But we like that kind of independence of, you know, I can work on this in my garage or if I want to put this turbo kit on, I can do it or this compound kit or this CP3 or whatever it might be. We, we like that. We want to have the independence to do it. And, you know, something that I just thought of right now, but after our, our last podcast, there was a ton of people that were asking about really with the newer trucks. And I kind of wanted to focus it in on the turbo side is there's this, there's been this major shift where people are saying, okay, Hey, I understand that there's emissions compliant products. I have this diesel truck. It's a great truck, but I want it to do more. And we had talked about the time and the R and D and the investment that BD diesel puts into the testing and, and design of these products. And I wanted to just have you chat a little bit more about that. What, what your customers are, are asking you guys for, what you're hearing when you go to SEMA and these other events, what people are wanting you guys to bring to market for their LML or their 6.7 Cummins or their 6.7 Power Stroke. Yeah, see, and that's, and that's, that's always interesting. So at, at BD Diesel, we know that there's two product purchase uh, points, right? Um, there's that guy who just bought a new truck, pulls it off the lot and says, hey, I want to customize it. Um, and then there's the product purchase point three to five years, wherever the warranty runs out. Um, and it's important to, to have product for each of those purchase points. Obviously, the out of warranty uh, is the slightly larger, but uh, don't get me wrong, the, uh, the first, as the guy drives off the lot and into your shop, that's a, that's a fairly significant. Now, the types of purchases made on those two different points can be different. Uh, typically, uh, shops or, or owners that sell a lot of accessories, they see a lot of those newly purchased vehicles, right? Um, so it's important to have product for that purchase. Uh, for the performance guys, if it's a if it's a repeat a year over year, that's quite easy, right? But if it's a lot of these vehicles, the longevity of a particular, um, I guess, product. Uh, or longevity of an engine model where you don't have a lot of changes is decreasing. You take a look back in the 90s and 2000s, heck, you'd go five, six years without a lot of significant changes. Now it seems that uh, the big three have development cycles about three to four years, right? Which puts a lot of challenge on aftermarket companies. One, not only just to get the vehicles here, right? Two is, is that, that you actually have to design, in some cases, from the ground up, whether it's the stuff or turbochargers drivetrain components right and yeah so we can get started about like the 10 speed and diesel trans right so it's a huge change that's happening and it's again it's being compressed to four-year increments where a lot of this stuff was going to last a lot longer so um it's really pushed the aftermarket to be resourceful um and you have to tackle different projects on a priority basis, on a volumetric scale, rather than, hey, this would be really cool to do and, and really have to make the understanding or decision that how many of these vehicles are out there or how many people are going to buy this product. So it's, uh, it's challenging, uh, a lot more challenging now than it was, say, 20, I don't know, 15 years ago, because I've been in the industry for 20 some odd years now. So, um, yeah, it's more challenging now than it has been, right? So. Yeah, so I, I can attest to that from a podcast standpoint. Like the the messages we get for show topics, yeah, it's either, 
hey, the 2026 of a power stroke just came out. What can I do to it? And it's like, I don't know who to ask yet. <laughs> yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh yeah, travel. definitely. I was like, it's so new. I don't even have a vehicle <laughs> right now. Like we don't have a, um, we're still trying to get a 2020 power stroke. Right. Um, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a challenge to get them right. So until that, um, dealer lot is filled full of power strokes, uh, it's very tough to get them right. You got to place them on order and, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very difficult. And, and the dealers nowadays are less or more reluctant to put inventory on the uh on the grounds just to wait uh and so it's really tough to get these vehicles so and predominantly that's how we get the vehicles right we have to work closely with the dealership and um look at vehicles tear them apart put them back together and and repeat right so we like to see this just so there's there's a whole uh concert behind the scenes that uh typical consumer does not see so yeah it's definitely interesting I think it's helpful for enthusiasts in the diesel community, though, to know that that's how it works because, you know, we we get a lot of messages or emails and they're about trucks, like you mentioned, in that three to five year period where maybe they're not the first owner, maybe they are, but the warranty's out or they just, you know, they're the second owner and they have this, you know, 2017 L5P or this 2016 Ram or Power Stroke and now they're ready to do something. So it's not necessarily the brand new model but it's not that old yeah. and just kind of you know the the topics and the things and, and that's why you know earlier today i was really excited when when uh, that guy had messaged us with the duramax and had that question about the injection pump because someone with a 2020 duramax may not ask that right now but somebody with one you know two three four years old is and it's a it, it's it's a topic that's going to come up for them all truck owners at some point is you know, what, what can I do? How does this fit into, you know, the emissions compliance where I live, um, or nationally or what I want to do with the truck and what kind of products are going to be out there. So it, it is exciting to hear the feedback you guys get and how you take it and are able to research and engineer and, and design and get these products ready to be able to hit the market. Yeah. So there's, it is definitely a challenge. There's some products that take a lot longer than others. Obviously, um, ECM uh, reprogramming when they change a, a complete uh, hardware firmware, that type of stuff, that takes a long time, right? There's a massive amount of hours that go on behind the scenes to tackle that. Um, it's funny enough, it's the stuff that actually takes the longest for us is are, are the hard parts, the parts where we either have to do a casting or a forging, say for example, suspension parts. Um, so we're not we're not big fans of of welding a lot of our suspension components. Uh, and so in some cases we actually have to forge components. And the forging process is once once you have the design, you work tooling, and that cycle is probably, gosh, geez, nine months. So from start to finish, it will it will be nine to twelve months before I actually see a test part in that cycle, right? So if you think of it that way, so as soon as I get a vehicle, then 
12 months later, I'll see a test part. And then three months after that, I'll see production. So, so a lot of the stuff we have to do is, it takes a while and it takes some planning and effort. Things have to be timed just right, so on and so forth. So, so definitely as, as a consumer, yeah, hey, I got a 2024. When can I get my parts for it? As a producer, uh, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be like 15 months before you see anything, right? So it's, it's definitely a challenge for sure. So, so and there's, there's a whole bunch of different methods we can do to speed that process up. Um, you know what? The big advantage nowadays is five-axis milling. So that's uh, sped either development up or production up so because of the re uh, reduction of tooling needed. So you can components with a full five axis. Uh, rapid prototype parts as well too for fitment. So we utilize a lot of that 3D printing, laser scanning technology, that type of stuff to, to minimize the development, right? Which is the most important. So, and again, we're big supporters of producing parts uh, in North America. Um, and so, uh, and a lot of the North American manufacturers have really done a good job at producing key time. So in, in the sake of producing parts quicker, uh, North America does a great job at that. Um, typically long-term or longer cycle times, that's where you get offshore product. And, and again, for a business that wants to remain dynamic, quick, and release products fast, offshore, usually it just doesn't work. That's and that's something too is like when a truck owner is listening to this podcast and they're like, hey, I, I do need a turbocharger, I do need um, this modified CP3 or or any product that that you guys have made and we've talked about on the podcast, they can go on to your website, they can find it. the The supply is there to be able to get it quick and efficiently. Whether you're you know ordering it off the BD site or you're a shop that you know needs to put this on the shelf because you're installing a lot of them, is that that's a tremendous benefit that uh, the diesel truck owners have is anything you talk about, they're, they're in stock, they're ready to go. They're, there's not a long wait for them. Yeah, exactly. And that's the main thing too. And so, you know what, in the last 10 years, uh, fulfillment has changed quite a bit. And I don't really want to get uh, philosophical here, but the internet and fulfillment options really have rapidly evolved to the point where the end consumer can get product quicker now than 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 what we thought was imaginable right there's a online like even for us we have fulfillment partners through our warehouse distribution network that can get parts out quicker than i could have ever imagined so it's it's quite interesting right so it's it's all part of technology it's this concerto of people um implementing new ideas trying new things out Saying, you know what, it'd be really cool if I could get my parts tomorrow. Yes, it would. Let's do that, right? And it's, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right, it, it's to create this seamless, uh, a seamless experience where, you know what, my truck broke today. I get the parts tomorrow, or even I get the parts today. Well, that's that's the next great thing is that, um, yeah. And technology has really enabled this industry, many industries, to really to excel. So it's pretty cool. To kind of change gears just a little bit is, is I know that there's tons of things that you guys are working on and 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 you know are going to be bringing to market 
and we had done this a little bit on the last podcast, kind of predicting the next couple months. But now we've, you know, we're into 2020. What uh, what are some new things that you guys have coming up that you'd like our listeners to know about the diesel community to you know, kind of have on their radar pertaining to really any year range truck? Um, yeah, definitely. So for for us, there's a couple of cool initiatives that we're trying to take a look at. We're trying to really um, understand the user buying experience. And like I talked about the bundle package, that was a real big focus for us, right? So if um, within our designs and our products, our ecosystem of products, we kind of design products that work together well because we test them together, right? And so we're going to continue to focus on that bundle package. Uh, so that's going to be a big theme for 2020. Uh, so when you bundle parts together, um, customers are going to get a better experience, better product too, and they're going to save some dollars. Which, uh, in addition to that, obviously with the the carbon emission stuff, we're going full steam ahead on that. Um, we have some exciting news, uh, hopefully coming out in the next couple of months. But you know what? There isn't a product line that we're not looking at getting carbon emissions approved. And that could mean uh, on the product on its own or actually with, with tuning as well, too. Um, again, what we're doing as a company, we're taking our, our best-selling products saying, hey, you know what, how can we make this product even better? And how can we make it emissions compliant? So that's the real big focus on us is that we're pushing hard towards that uh, because we, fe- we see the feedback from customers. They want this. Uh, and so uh, we feel we can be successful in that area. In addition, That's we got something. a couple of cool transmission stuff. We didn't talk a little bit about transmission. Maybe I'll save that for later. But the turbocharger stuff, um, again, we talked a little bit about the Ford 67. Uh, we got a, two new turbocharger kits. Those were announced at SEMA. Those are getting ready to be released. All uh, parts are being procured right now. So we're just waiting for parts to arrive. And we're really excited about our opportunities there because we, we deliver a good value. Right. Uh, we simplify yeah. the installation. I think that's one of the big things that we're focusing on, too, is that we take a look at the total cost of ownership, including install. Uh, so it's it's it saves the cons- customer no money if he buys a thousand dollar turbocharger, but it costs twenty five hundred dollars to install. So uh, we're looking at uh, minimizing the total cost. Right. So and that's what we're really focusing on the Ford 7 platform. Um, so we should have those probably in about six to, six to eight weeks. So we're pretty excited about that. Patrick, you touched base a little bit about L5P, and so we're pretty happy to say that we actually have um, made some serious ground in the L5P game. Uh, the challenge is, is that there's a, not a lot of uh, rebuildable components out there. Um, and when I say rebuildable components, is, is that uh, the price point of the turbocharger from GM is, is very, very high right now. So high to the fact that we feel that the, the market is uh, not really there until that price comes down. And so we're taking a look at rebuild components um, because we figure inside turbochargers, we have a long history of rebuilding turbochargers. The, we call them consumables, um, bearings, uh, journal bearings, uh, seals, thrust bearings, that type of stuff. Those are all consumables that get thrown away every single time. Um, they're just not available at this time. So currently we're working with a couple of manufacturers to get those produced. Uh, and then that will enable us to get to the L5 market. So 
that's going to be a little longer term. So I expect probably a late year for that. So, but we're pretty excited about that platform because it's a great platform for making power. Um, and there's, there's a lot of opportunity. So we're going to be able to open up, um, fairly decent horsepower gains while still being uh, carbon fruit, which is really, really exciting. That is, that's huge. It's one of the most common questions or even things that I'll read on, on social media or different, different places is with the emissions compliant is it's, it's like truck owners want the guesswork taken out. They don't want to pick out four or five different things. Wonder if it, if they can put it on their truck, wonder if it, you know, meets the compliance for their model year. They want to just go one place, get one setup that meets their goals and just enjoy the truck. And I'm really excited to see what you guys are bringing to market and what's out there to be able to meet that goal. Cause I think it's a massive kind of trend and push that truck owners are, are demanding in the marketplaces. Take the guesswork out of it for me. Give me the setup that has these different components that I want. I can put them on my truck and go about enjoying, you know, the vehicle and using it how I need to use it. Exactly. And that's part of that bundle, right? People, people don't, well, there's some people like to order a la carte. When's the last time mm-hmm. you went to a restaurant and ordered a la carte? Um, and <laughs> long time ago, a long time ago, right? There's some unique experiences out there that allow you to do this. But the majority of the time is, you know what? I expect fries with my burger, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it just works better. Fries with burger just go hand in hand. So it's it's one of those experiences that we're really pushing. Again, it's, we're all about that user experience. It's really important to us. Um, and so, yeah. So for our methodology, is let's take the best selling products and let's combine them together, right? We know consumers are going to purchase product A and B. At one point, well, let's just make it product C that contains it. So uh, that's a big push for us, definitely. I really like what you guys have done with the new website as well. I was on there the other days. I was just looking to see what was available for a certain year range truck, and it was so easy to go click on, you know, the particular truck I was looking at, the year range, see what you guys had available. And I'm sure that you know the customers that you have that are going on there they just love the experience it's it's amazing what it just such a smooth well-designed website does for all these things we're talking about we're talking about parts and upgrades and different things well when i go to a website and i can easily find it and read about it and see the part number and the price and all those things it just makes it so much easier of an experience (laughs) definitely we kind of take it for granted nowadays don't we (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you go back 10 15 years ago and you're like wow you know what at that point you thought this website was greatest thing ever and then you realize nowadays oh my gosh like how far have we come now with these with the websites with the ability to load product very quickly the media right uh, installation videos installation instructions all this type of stuff right it's um and again it's part of that user experience we're all consumers um and we like things simple right it's uh it's something that's really refreshing to see is is some of the technology ease of use the user experience that you mentioned that we see in other industries is now becoming a mainstay in diesel and it's so nice and refreshing because like we get this influx of technology efficiency um, information installation instructions like you mentioned all that stuff there and it it speaks to more than just the website it's also what you guys are doing in the the packages and the products but it's it's so cool to be around this time and see diesel 
that it's just it's moving so quickly and so I don't know if mainstream is the right word, but there's things in place that make it just like if I'm buying a cell phone or I'm buying something else or I want to order something off of, you know, Amazon or some other places. I can see when do I get it? How can I get it? What's the price? What does it do? How do I install it? It's all right there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So and I think a lot of the things, the other things we do take for granted is the experience when you buy it, the experience when you install it. Now, a lot of our products in our industry have core charges on top of it as well, too, right? So this is something that's mm-hmm. not necessarily talked about, um, is now I have this oily, greasy core. What do I do with that? That's something that we, you know, we understand is it's a, it's a bad experience. So the majority of our products, the core return or the core freight return is included in the purchase price, which is pretty nice, to be honest, because one of the things, the last thing I want to do is that I just replaced the component. Now I got a, I got a kick in, I don't know, 60 to 100 bucks for a torque converter to come back. Uh, that's a big yeah. challenge, right? That's something I didn't plan on. So, and that's, that's one of the things that we focused on is that, again, that is that experience. Eliminate the sticker shock. You know what? Everybody buys an airline ticket, but I hate paying for baggage. I hate paying for seat selection, right? So let's just include it up front. You know what? No frills, no gimmicks, no none of that stuff. So so a lot of our product has a prepaid core return tag, ready to go. You just put that sticker on the outside of the box, drop it off at uh, UPS or FedEx, right? So it, it simplifies that process. Again, there's a lot of complex things in these worlds. Buying diesel parts should not be complex. No. <laughs> 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 that's really cool to hear it was it was fun to chat with you i appreciate you answering that, that question we had come in and telling us more about turbochargers and some things that you guys are are working on i definitely want to you know next time we chat is be able to um get, get some more user questions or listener questions and and maybe from customers that you have and things that that they want to know about their specific model so i think next time we sit down we'll we'll uh you know, gather some questions up about any, you know, diesel year range truck, the questions they got, what you guys are, are making for them and, and, uh, really be able to jump into the, the specifics of it. Yeah, for sure. I'd love that. Uh, re- reminds me of the old uh, radio shows where we're taking calls tonight, right. And people <laughs> would call in and so on and so forth. And, and, and you know what, sometimes, um, uh, you get your question answered differently than say a forum or then an email, calendar, right. Because a lot of these questions, yeah. Uh, it, they may be complex. They may be, uh, they may be tough to put into an email format, right? And so, again, the big thing is we can talk about them. We can create a dialogue, and, and you know what? That may generate more questions from that as well, too, right? And it, and rest assured, you're not the only one with that question, right? Um, this world is a pretty big place. You know, somebody else is going to have a question as well. Absolutely. We appreciate your time this afternoon, Christian, and and look forward to chatting with you again and and seeing all these cool new diesel products you guys are bringing to market. Yeah, definitely. I'd love it. Don't forget, diesel fans, if there's any questions you have about any of the topics that we covered on this episode, or even if we didn't and you would like us to ask Christian, you know, some follow-up questions about the BD product line, things that they're working on, just let us know. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Just search The Diesel Podcast, send us a message, check them all the time. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can make a comment. We do check the comments as well, and we'll make sure and get that on the next episode. If there's more that you want to know about a particular product, that BD has, just go to us.bddiesel.com 
and you can search by year, make, model, find all the information that you need right on their website. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.